Hello everybody and welcome back. This is a, this is going to be an interesting show. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. And the movies we saw this last weekend, if you caught our upcoming movies episode last week, you know are going to be pretty interesting. And if you didn't get a chance to catch that episode last week, be sure to go back and check it out. You'll, you'll definitely get a kick out of it. And today's going to be a lot of fun too. If you are brand new to the, to our movie recap show, I'm actually the deputy of moviedeputy.com and I want to say thank you. And if you are a returning listener, I also want to say a very big special thank you. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe for the latest and greatest movie deputy information. I'm always having so much fun with this and this weekend was no no short it, well, it was not short on the fun <laughs> sorry i'm tripping over my own words here but the movies this week um i do want to go ahead and preface this that if you have little ears or things that you don't want little ears to hear that may not be appropriate for younger ears then you might want to wait until you get some headphones or just maybe hold off on listening to the whole program until maybe they're in bed or something for the night or if you're just alone in the car, just something like that. But a couple of the movies we're going to be talking about today probably are not going to be the greatest for little ears. And the first one that we're going to be talking about is one that if you, like I said, if you caught last Thursday's episode, you were going to know that I was literally hoping that I was going to laugh until I puked. Well, I'll be honest, I came close. <laughs> if you don't have any clue the movie I'm talking about, I'm actually talking about Jackass Forever. Now, if you've ever seen any of the Jackass movies, you can just kind of anticipate how bad this one was. Now, I don't mean bad in, in the toll, like whether or not a movie was good or bad, but I mean bad, just cringeworthy. And just some of the things that they did in this one is like, is sympathy pains. Like, I don't even have balls and my balls hurt. And... I, though I did not laugh until I puked, there was one scene in the movie that there was pretty much a unified wretch throughout the theater. Mind you, this theater was about 80% full when I went to go see Jackass Forever. And in this one scene, it I heard, like I said, I, this unified wretch, but thankfully I did not hear a splash. And if you understand that reference, you will completely get what I'm talking about here. But let's just say in this one, if you're a guy, the sympathy pains are going to be deep. <laughs> the entire focus of this entire jackass was um, it damage to the male genitalia in more ways than one. Uh, it was direct damage to the male genitalia and some of that included... There is, um, no, without giving away too many spoilers, but there is actually one scene where uh, one of them is on a pogo stick, the other one is on the floor, and he actually nails one of the guy's testes that's on the ground with the pogo stick. And you can only imagine the kind of damage that that could do. There's also things like softballs, hockey pucks, MMA fighters, just random stuff that, uh, mousetraps, pretty much 
anything that you could even imagine happens on this one. Though there was a couple of truly unique things and there's been some of them that they've been trying to do since the first Jackass movie and that is lighting a fart underwater. Now, I'm pausing that for a second just to let that sink in. Lighting a fart underwater. Now, you may be wondering, how in the hell are you going to light a fart underwater? Well, they finally figured out and they actually managed to do it. So just on curiosity enough, if you want to go check that one out, it's definitely worth it. And then there was another thing that just kind of always, uh, this one I'm still laughing about and I keep making jokes about this to my friends and even to my husband that, okay, back in elementary school, though, there's a saying that most adults are familiar with and most kids are too of the whole milk, milk, lemonade, round the corner fudges made. Well, I always thought that was the end of the saying. And if you thought that was that end of that too, then you're, we're probably in the same boat. But in this Jackass movie, it actually shows that there is a third verse to that. And I was I was not expecting that. And I laughed so hard that I had literally just taken a drink and pop came out my nose. Now, I don't know if you know how bad it hurts to laugh so hard that you have carbonated pop come out of your nose. And by the way, I am a Pepsi-holic, so of course you know it was Pepsi. But the third verse to this, and like I said, if you're... Make sure you're sitting down for this one. But it is milk, milk, lemonade, round the corner fudge is made. Stick your finger in the hole and now you've got a Tootsie Roll. Now, <laughs> like I said, it's completely cringeworthy in so many ways. <laughs> There's some other scenes and some livestock bits of information that might take you by surprise because I can guarantee it took me by surprise but there is absolutely so much wrong with this that it's right and it's hilarious like I said it, it does this type of humor doesn't appeal to everybody and if you are at all offended by the male form this one might not be for you because the nudity in this one is off the charts. We're not talking side nudity or just casual nudity, but it's full on. If you've ever wanted to see the Jackass characters naked, this is going to be your chance. Now, there was only one scene in this movie that I actually didn't laugh at. And not that it wasn't funny, but it was just that I understood the ramifications of the scene. And Johnny Knoxville, he's kind of like the the guy behind Jackass, but he was thrown by a bull, literally, and when he landed, he sustained a pretty severe concussion and a traumatic brain injury, along with breaking his wrist and some ribs, but that was literally the only scene I didn't laugh at, as I am a traumatic brain injury survivor myself, but the rest of this is... I mean, it's hilarious and it's wrong and your stomach will hurt. And I honestly don't advise eating right before you go to this because you will either be laughing or gagging. And unless you want to throw up on yourself or a date, yeah, that might not be a good idea. But if you're just, if you're in the mood for raunchy comedy, this is where you're going to find it. <laughs> 
Now, the next one that I saw, I actually watched it right after Jackass. So what a, uh, what a back-to-back. But I watched Moonfall this weekend. And it really was not what I was expecting. Now, that doesn't mean anything bad. It just, it was different than what I was anticipating it to be. <laughs> like I said, that doesn't mean that there was anything at all wrong with it. But I'm going to kind of run through something here. And it's maybe going to sound a little bit unusual, I guess is a good way of putting it. <laughs> but bear with me as I go through this. If you've ever seen these other movies, imagine if they combined all of these into one movie. Mind you, I am going to explain a little bit more beyond that. But imagine if you took the stories of Star Trek, Abyss, Armageddon, 2012, Deep Impact, The Core, The Day After Tomorrow, Twister, Contact, Arrival, Interstellar, Star Wars, and Independence Day. Now imagine if you combined all of those into one movie. If that blows your mind as much as it did for me, you will understand why it was just as like, this one was a true wow moment for me. Oh, and I just realized I forgot to tell you the score I gave Jackass. I am so sorry on that. I did, I gave Jackass a 5.5 and a, 5 .5 out of 10 on the deputy scale. It's really hard to rate a Jackass movie much higher than that, even though it's intentional. It is exactly what you expect it to be. But yeah, I did give Jackass a 5.5 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Now, back to Moonfall. Again, my apologies on that. This one is a, it's basically about this whole idea that the moon is not actually an orbital type separate thing that just made out of like dirt and rock and basically like the earth is it's just a smaller version of it that's orbiting around us no this story this whole story focuses on the fact that the moon is a mega structure built by aliens and that it actually has a purpose to being in orbit around the, the planet the way it does and everything and this ai thing that's in the moon ai artificial intelligence has gained sentience and it attacks a space shuttle and its crew while in space. Well, when they get back to earth and they're trying to explain it, of course, everybody thinks they're crazy. And so it discredits a lot of their work and just everything kind of just goes on. But there's some secret things going on in, still in the military because they're aware that there's something going on, but of course they don't want it to get out to the public. And kind of as this all carries on, well, this thing actually causes another problem. And through a probe that is actually sent to check it out, they send this probe into the moon through a hole in, I'm trying to find where I put it in the note, what's the name of the crater that they used? Like I said, I'm always making notes, but it was a, it's a hole in the crater of Mercrisium. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, so... I'm really bad about that. But in this one, so they send this probe in and they realize that there's more to this. And so when everything kind of starts going crazy, the moon is coming closer to Earth. And in this whole thing, it looks like the moon's actually going to collide with Earth. And so they're trying to figure out something to do to stop this. Because if the moon comes and collides with their planet, I mean, everything, everybody's going to be dead. And as it gets closer to the planet, 
the tides change and weather stuff changes and gravity changes and everything just kind of goes wacky. Mind you, this is a science fiction movie, so it's supposed to be exaggerated heavily. But it is, it's very well done in the way it's put together. <laughs> Naturally, as we're aware, all of the space shuttles have been retired. And in this one, one of them gets brought back to life, but not before it's almost too late. And it may even be too late with what they're doing. Of course, I'm not going to give the ending away on that. But let's just say the ending won't be what you expect it to be for that. And as all this is happening, and they're talking about the biggest cover-up in history, and just the whole idea of organic matter and electronic environment, and what can be used to fight that... And it, like I said, it gets really deep, and I'm trying not to give away too much of the story. It, if you like sci-fi, if you liked or do any of the movies that I listed in, in all of that, and if you can even imagine them all being put together in one, this one is going to probably wow you and scare you at the same time. There was one bit of information, and mind you, it's a little bit skewed in this one, but I actually looked it up because I was like, okay, this is just, it sounds too unusual to be true. And how close this is to the truth is a little freaky. But the only reason that we have solar eclipses, and I'm not just making this up on this. It's a quote in the movie. And like I said, I looked this up after the movie. But the only reason that we actually have solar eclipses is because the moon is 400 times smaller than the sun and that it is 400 times that the, okay, hold on, I'm reading that wrong. The moon is 400 times smaller than the sun and 400 times closer to the earth. Now, if you think about that, like I said, my husband and I both actually ran the numbers on this and like, it's not exactly 400. But it is close enough to that, that basically, so for those that didn't understand the way I was just explaining that, that you figure the, the size of the moon and the size of the sun, and the moon is 400 times smaller. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge number. And then the whole thing that the distance from the moon to the earth is 400 times smaller than the distance from the earth to the sun, to kind of explain that a little bit better. And like I said, it's not exact because it's actually something like the moon is 396 times smaller than the sun or something like that. And then it's like 391 times closer to the earth or the more of the exact numbers. And that's still even not exact, but it's close on that. It was just a really interesting little tidbit of information that sounded completely made up in the movie, but I'm really glad it wasn't. And on Moonfall, I did give this a score of a 6.75 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Just because, even though it's not a new idea at all, I mean, just considering it's kind of a mashup of all those other movies, but just the way it was done kind of kept you really, it kept you focused throughout the movie. There wasn't a lot of boring content or just the kind of content that just made you go, ugh, anywhere really along it. There were some errors and stuff, and there's a lot of errors in the science. So if you're looking for something historically accurate, this is not going to be the one for you. But if you're looking for one just to have fun with, cute date movie, just a fun, just interesting movie that's definitely going to create a lot of discussion. 
I'm guessing maybe not be intelligent discussion, but more the whole conspiracy theories. But remember, it's not a conspiracy theory if it's true. Not saying that this is by any means, but that's kind of the whole idea behind it. And so we'll just kind of have to wait and see how that goes. I don't think this is going to be like a big box office in your face best movie. No, not not even close. But this is going to be one that'll definitely have favorites with. Now, I have to preface this next movie because based on the previews alone, I was talking about this movie on Thursday, that if you're an animal lover, this is one that you won't want to miss because it just looked so cute. And I was really hoping it was going to be good enough to carry it to the top 10 this year and you know it might but it's going to be a stretch to see if it does because it really was not what I was expecting and this is I'm going to be talking about the movie The Wolf and the Lion now it, like I said if you've seen the previews on this you know that it's going to be a cute movie about watching a lion cub and a wolf cub kind of grow up together but how this comes to be is definitely going to be very upsetting for a lot of people because in the first few minutes of the movies and I know this is going to be a major spoiler so you may just want to turn your volume down for a few minutes just or not a few minutes but just give give me a few seconds here but in the very first scene of the movie you see a poacher kill the lion's mom and then he steals the lion cub from her and is in the process of sending it to a circus. Now, that one just, I don't know, that just rubs me the wrong way on so many levels. It just makes me ill. But in the process of flying this cub to its new home of being in the circus, the plane crashes. Well, that alone, I mean, it seems like a really horrible tragedy, but this is where I'm going to kind of get into the story. Alma is going to her grandfather's house. Her parents passed away years ago. And that doesn't really touch on that a whole lot. It's mainly just one or two sentences in the movie. But basically her grandfather raises her and her godfather. Well, her grandfather has recently passed away. And so she's coming back to kind of take care of things with the house. And her grandfather leaves her a video about his new girlfriend. Now, it's not in what you may think. I mean, it doesn't go into that whole realm of not like an actual girlfriend, but there's a white wolf, a snow wolf that's been hanging around his property and becoming not necessarily like tame by any means, but not afraid of humans. And so Alma sees this white wolf and because of some situations of somebody trying to poach this wolf in her own for in on her own property, what was her grandfather's property, she decides to kind of let the wolf come in where it's safe. And in doing so, the wolf decides to bring its young cub with it. Well, of course, Alma sees this plane crash. And so she goes to check it out. And literally, the lion cub falls out, falls out of the tree and lands in her arms. I mean, that's one of the cutest scenes in the movie. And don't worry, that's not a spoiler on that one. But so she takes it home and she tries to reach out to some rescues and stuff and finds out that there are lion rescues, but that they don't take cubs in anymore because it's such a, a thing that's happening. And so she doesn't really know what to do. So she ends up raising them together. And in the process of raising them, of course, the snow wolf is there trying to take care of the babies. And then one day 
the snow wolf disappears. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens with that because that'd be a pretty major spoiler there and I'm not going to do that. But again, like I said, if you're a true animal lover, this one is, it's, it's both uh, terrible and tremendous in one. It's just, but uh, I'm trying to think how to just say this, so forgive me on this. But along the way, she ends up naming them. The wolf is Mozart and the lion is Dreamer. <laughs> Very fitting names for what they are. But one day Alma is on the property and she gets hurt. And in order for paramedics to come help her, they have to seize Mozart and Dreamer. Now Mozart gets sent to a lion rescue and Dreamer gets sent to a circus. And he actually gets sent to the circus that he was destined to be taken to as a cub because of the microchip they were able to match it up. And this is where, as a cat mom, this I, I, I cried. I mean, this one was like gut-wrenching, sobbing, crying, because Dreamer, oh, let me also add in, Alma was like a concert pianist. So somebody who plays the piano for those who aren't familiar with the term. But so they grew up around, the Mozart and Dreamer grew up around piano music. And so the guy who owns the circus, his son loves to play music for Dreamer, but the dad isn't that way and uses a whip and drugs. And they declaw this beautiful tiger. And like I said, I was full on sobbing, crying. And I know that's a bit of a spoiler, but this, I just, sorry, that was my computer. But this is, that's just one of those scenes that I feel I need to let people know about before they go and see this. Just because, like I said, it's just, it reaches into your heart and just rips it into a million pieces. And then honestly doesn't really even give it back. But as the story kind of progresses and goes on, she's almost able to find both. Mozart and Dreamer, but the ending, the happy ending that you'd anticipate isn't necessarily what you'd expect. And though it does come to a, a I want to say a happy ending of sorts, it's not the one that you'd expect. And then it doesn't let you know it anywhere throughout the movie, but if you do go see this, please wade into the credits because there is something really special in the credits. You actually find out that Mozart and Dreamer are real. This is actually based on a true story. And <laughs> like I said, it just, I'm tearing up just talking about this. This is just one of those movies. And I gave The Lion and the Wolf, I gave it a 7.25 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Just because this is one that's going to stick with me for a long time. If you are an animal lover, if you are a, a voice for animals, if you are working rescue in any way, shape, or form, this, it, this one's hard to watch, but it's worth it. And I, I'm so glad that a, a movie such as this was able to come here locally. If not, this is definitely one I wanted to check out based on the trailers. But like I said, the trailers were more than a little bit misleading just because of the direction that the story goes. There's a lot of tragedy, but there's a lot more triumph to it. And it's just very beautifully done. And like I said, it's just not going to be what you expect. <laughs> 
what a what a variety you have here today. I mean, I go from literally laughing, talking about jackass, to the excitement of talking about Moonfall, to having tears running down my face talking about the lion and the wolf. <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> but you always, I always promise to bring you the real me, and this is the, yeah, the good, bad, and otherwise. You're going to get it with me. But what a what a variety of movies. And like I said, I, I love doing what I do. And I love being able to talk to these movies, talk to people about these movies and share with you my true thoughts and feelings. And I know I've been really bad about updating the website lately. And that is, I, that's totally on me. I've been getting a lot of uh, comments and stuff about that, but I, I, I know I need to do better on that. But if you are enjoying listening to movie reviews such as this on our podcast, like I said, please like and subscribe. We appreciate every single one of you. We are going to have a giveaway coming up next month, so be sure to listen in to know how to enter to win that. And there's going to be a lot of other surprises coming up soon. But... I, for one, can't wait until Thursday's program to tell you about the movies that are coming out this week. There's a couple that I'm looking forward to and a couple not so much, but we'll just kind of have to play it by ear and see how that goes. But until then, I will talk to you soon. And again, thank you, my deputy family.